Welcome to the Mindful Bloom Podcast. This is a show where we apply the principles of mindfulness, science, and the sacred womb so you can feel calm, informed, and most importantly, confident throughout the transformational cycles of your ever-changing womb. Pregnancy and parenthood offer unique opportunities to create new patterns and practices so we can ditch the stress and anxiety and embrace change with ease. And in the process, become the best versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Clara O'Rourke, she, her, a certified doula, childbirth educator, and complete nerd about all things pregnancy, birth, and mindfulness. If you're ready to get some tangible strategies, aha moments, and a good dose of calm and grounding energy, stick around and I promise you'll enjoy the ride as we learn and evolve together. This is the Mindful Womb Podcast. As you prepare for the arrival of your little one, it is essential to have everything you need packed and ready to go so that you have it ready to travel to the place where you're giving birth. So whether you're planning a hospital birth, a birth at a birth center, or a home birth, you'll want to have the essentials packed and ready to go. I recommend you have this as early as 35, 36 weeks of pregnancy. And just because you might be planning to have a home birth, it doesn't mean you shouldn't pack a transfer bag. Believe me, the last thing you want to be worrying about when you are in labor is having to pack your transfer bag, right? You don't want to be stressing about this in the middle of labor. So Packing a hospital bag or a transfer bag can feel a little bit overwhelming, especially when you're not sure what you should be including in that bag. So you can have a lot on your mind when you're planning for labor and the arrival of your newest family member. So don't worry. That's why we have this episode ready for you today, and we've got you covered. This episode, we're going to be talking about some of the essential items I recommend that you pack in your hospital bag for a natural birth experience and why you should be packing them. And an important side note here, all birth is natural. I think what a lot of people mean when they say the term natural birth is they mean an unmedicated vaginal or lower birth. So I just want you all to know that all birth is natural, but I'm referring to the things that you'll really ultimately anyone would want to be packing with them, but especially if you're interested in having an unmedicated birth experience, these items are essential. So let's start with talking about some clothing options here. So during labor, we know that comfort is key, right? So I want you to think about packing something that is really comfortable, that's easy for you to move in, and that you don't really mind getting dirty. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, well, why do I need to pack clothes? I'm just going to plan on wearing a hospital gown. Now, there's actually a lot of research that highlights that wearing a hospital gown actually has negative psychological effects, right? So the research has shown us that if you're wearing a hospital gown, you tend to have a greater sense of being unwell, right? Like you're assuming that you're sick. You have a greater sense that you have lost control. And moreover, people feel more vulnerable and more exposed in a hospital gown. And a lot of people can have a heightened sense of feeling that kind of like physical or emotional vulnerability. Now, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you, but 
labor is a vulnerable time, right? Go having a baby is a vulnerable moment. So any way that we can to reduce the sense of feeling vulnerable and the senses of feeling a loss of control, let's do them, right? So I want you to consider maybe wearing your own clothes or purchasing a birthing gown online. That way, like you've washed it at home. It smells like home to you. There's a lot of really great, comfortable birthing gowns out there that you can find online. They have snaps along the back and along the shoulders, which makes it you know, really easy to take on and off. It's really accessible for chest or breastfeeding, and they're not comfortable and scratchy like a hospital gown. And also, mind you, I have been to some hospitals where the hospital gown literally has in like rainbow letters, hospital policy, like written all over it. Like that was the design of the hospital gown. And my client and I kind of joked about like, there could be no worse design of something to put on your body while you are birthing than something that literally is stamped all over it with hospital policy. So the key is to wear something that's going to be comfortable for you. And hey, if you're someone like, I don't care, I don't want to buy my own thing, I'm just going to wear a hospital gown, just keep in mind, like it's it's important for you as you put that on to just know, like you want to keep your own autonomy and perspective in check as you're wearing a hospital gown. So some clothing options that wouldn't be buying kind of something that's specifically designed for you to wear during labor would be other things like having loose fitting tops or a robe or a cardigan. So something that's there that can kind of keep you a little bit warm. It's normal for your temperatures to fluctuate during birth, but hospitals do tend to be on the cooler side. So I also want you to know that it's very normal for you to have fluids leaking during labor. So you may be someone who chooses to let that kind of happen freely. Hospitals will usually offer mesh underwear and some pads to wear. Some folks who maybe are having a home birth purchase like diapers or kind of the equivalent of that mesh underwear pad situation for home so they don't have to worry about leaking. So that's a little bit about clothes. Usually hospitals will also provide you with some slippers, right? Like socks, but sometimes it's nice to have your own like thicker sock. Something that's like a no skid is definitely ideal. You might have some slippers that, you know, you don't care about getting dirty that you're excited to have with you as well. Now, another thing that I think people don't think about as something that's really important to pack in their birth bag is a birth plan. And actually, not a birth plan, but I always recommend that you have multiple copies of your birth plan. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that you bring at least three copies of your birth plan with you to your birth location. A birth plan is something that is designed to help your care team understand your preferences and ultimately enhance your birth experience because everyone's on the same page, right? The reason why I recommend bringing three copies of your birth plan is because a nurse or doctor might have shift changes during labor. So having extra copies on hand is super helpful because while they should be sharing your birth plan with the next person who is taking over the shift, that doesn't always happen, right? And at the end of the day, a birth plan is a communication and an advocacy tool between you and your medical providers. So an effective plan really lies in how it's implemented. It's not just a sheet of paper. So you can find more details about 
how to make a really effective birth plan and the mistakes most people make when they're making them in episode 21. So check out episode 21 of the Mindful Womb podcast. And then I also have a free template for a birth plan. So if you haven't created yours yet, this is a visual birth plan template. It's been used thousands of births and gets really, really great feedback. So check it out at www.clearlightbirth.com slash birth dash plan. And I'll link that in the show notes so it's easy for you to just click on. Now we've covered some of your clothing. We've covered your birth plan. I also recommend that you pack some snacks and drinks with you. So during labor, it's essential to stay hydrated and fueled, right? Your uterus is a muscle and it is working hard. And there are lots of studies in sports medicine that show Having carbohydrates and electrolytes are really helpful to make sure that your muscles are working properly. And the output of being in labor is very similar to the output of running a marathon, right? So you want to make sure that you are nourished. So pack some snacks and drinks that are really easy for you to eat and will provide you some energy. Some great options include fruit, granola bars, trail mix, sometimes tostones, fried plantains. Those are all really great options. And then think of some drinks with electrolytes in them, like coconut water can be really terrific. Now, some hospitals discourage or even have policies saying that you cannot eat or drink during labor. Although that's contrary to most recent evidence, it certainly should be a question of bodily autonomy if you decide to eat or drink. Hospital policy cannot tell you what you do with your body. That is a violation of your human rights. And I do plan to provide more information about eating and drinking labor and some other snack recommendations, how to advocate for that in a future episode, because that's something that comes up time and time again. But I do highly recommend you bring some light snacks. Don't recommend you eat really heavy food during labor. Your digestion does slow down quite a bit. So you're not going to eat like steak and potatoes or like a hamburger or something like that. Like that's not going to digest well, but some things that will keep you nourished and energized. Now, the next category of things that you may want to consider are things that will help you feel comfortable. So what comfort measures do you want to make sure that you have accessible to you to help you ride the waves of labor? So I want you to think about maybe having your own pillow, right? Having something that smells like home, that feels grounding to you, Um, maybe a heating pad, maybe some essential oils for aromatherapy and um, a comb for counter pressure that can help distract you from the intensity of contractions. What tools are going to help you relax and ground? Typically, hospitals and birth centers will have birth balls and peanut balls with them. So it's really great to just clarify that wherever you're going to give birth has those and they're readily accessible. Most hospitals these days, it's very easy to access them, but I have been to a few where they kind of have trouble finding them. So most of the time you won't have to pack them, but always just double check. And also don't forget to pack items that are going to help support you after labor, right? So this might include a nursing pillow or some nipple cream. And Also, having a water bottle that has like a really large straw can be super helpful. When you're in labor, ideally, you're moving into different positions and you want to make sure that your jaw is relaxed. And drinking from a straw not only helps your jaw relax easier, but it's easy to access liquids from different positions. Now, 
music and audio might be something that you're thinking of as a comfort measure, right? So bringing your favorite music and audio can help create a calming birth environment during labor. So I want you to consider packing a portable speaker, maybe some headphones if you're someone who really needs that distraction and kind of to zone out and not hear other people around you. My fellow neurodivergent folks, that tends to be something that's really helpful. Maybe you're going to be listening to meditation tracks or a meditation app. Maybe you're going to put some nature sounds on. Maybe you're listening to like some club bangers, right? Like whatever is going to get you in the mindset, whether you need to be relaxed or energized, make sure you have those playlists and a way to listen to them accessible. You also want to think about items that are going to help you create an ideal birth environment, right? The environment that you're in plays a huge role in your overall birth experience. And there are a lot of things that you can bring with you to set the tone for labor to make that environment feel as calm and grounded as possible. So I want you to think of electric tea lights or twinkle lights, maybe a diffuser for essential oils. Some hospitals are okay with diffusers, some aren't. So always consider bringing some alternative ways to smell your oils if you can't diffuse them. Maybe pillows or blankets that remind you of home, anything that's going to set a calming mood. And we go way in depth on how to set up a birth environment that really is optimized for a blissful birth experience in episode four. So if you haven't checked that out already, definitely do so. Something that I am going to mention that I feel like is pretty obvious, but like pack your toiletries with you, right? You want to feel fresh and clean during your hospital stay. So this might include, you know, your toothbrush and toothpaste. Also make sure your partner is packing these things for themselves as well. Deodorant, face wipes can be really helpful, especially if you are in labor, you're not really like going up and wanting to wash your face, but kind of cleansing off your face with a face wipe can be nice. And then please, please, please don't forget the lip balm. Trust me, lip balm is key. It's very normal for your lips to get chapped during labor. I would say the most common forgotten items that I see are like hair ties, toothbrushes, and lip balm, okay? You'll also want to bring some things for your baby, right? So when you are heading home, you'll want to have clothes for your baby to wear after birth, including a onesie, socks, and a hat. Make sure that you pack a blanket to keep them warm. And depending on the season, you might need some extra things to bundle them up to bring them home. And of course, you will want to make sure that you have your car seat already installed in the backseat of whatever car you are taking to the hospital. And most places do require you to get that inspected by the local fire department. So that's something that you and or your partner can make sure are done well ahead of time so you don't need to worry about it. Another thing that I see people forget all the time or don't really think about bringing our nursing supplies. So if you're thinking that you are going to chest or breastfeed your baby, it's important to be prepared. So I recommend that you bring your pump, some nursing bras and nursing pads, nipple cream, and some storage bags for expressed milk. Your pump can be used during labor, actually, for nipple stimulation if you need to kind of have things progress, especially if you're going in for an induction. Nipple stimulation is a natural induction method and also a technique that helps things progress during labor. So that's something that you can make sure you have accessible with you for labor. But in the case that your baby needs to go to the NICU, then you can either hand express or learn how to express using a pump to make sure that you are expressing milk to give to your baby. 
while most hospitals have a medical grade pump or hand pump with accessible for families, it's sometimes really helpful to utilize the lactation support on staff in the hospital to get used to your own pump, especially if this is your first time using it. You can get fitted for the right phalange size and feel super confident using that pump when you eventually leave the birth location. Now, before I wrap up this episode, we've talked through some essential things. I will list off the kind of main list of things that I recommend that you have. And then don't forget to check out the blog post for this episode because I will write all of these down. So it's a little bit easier to see. But you can pack whatever you want for your birth. But the most important thing that you have prepared is your mindset. And that is not something that's going to fit into a backpack or any hospital bag. That is something that you need to do intentional work on because if you are not grounded and centered and mentally prepared for your birth experience, that will drastically impact your birth experience. So you can have all the cool little gadgets you want and you can have packed all the perfect little things for your birth experience. But if you're not working on making sure that you are prepared mentally for navigating a unmedicated birth, If you have not done the prep work to clear your fears associated with birth or understand how your body reacts to intense or challenging sensations, right? You can pack whatever you want. It's not really going to help you in achieving a natural, I'm using air quotes here, like an unmedicated birth experience. You need to do the work to feel prepared, to feel grounded. And that is exactly what I focus on in A Path to a Powerful Birth, which is my self-paced online childbirth education class. Not only do we give you the essentials of what you need to know to navigate your birth experience based off of what your options are and how to navigate those options and advocate for your preferences. But we do a lot of work in making sure that your mind and body are prepared for birth. So again, if you're curious about how to really prepare for birth, let's not talk about packing the hospital bag. Let's talk about the essential information that you need to know and the mindset work that you should be working on to feel grounded and confident. Now, if you're curious in learning more about A Path to a Powerful Birth, you can check that out at clearlightbirth.com slash power. Now, let's talk a little bit about a review of the essentials, right? Pack whatever items you need to help you have the birth experience you desire, but do not forget your mindset. Remember that you've got this, right? So I'll list off some of the essentials. Okay. The first being lip balm. Please don't forget that one. Your own toiletries plus those for your partner. They can pack them on their own. Just make sure that they are packed. Slippers or no skid socks. Glasses. I don't recommend contacts because they can be tricky when you need to look for a solution. I'd say two nursing bras, making sure you're bringing nursing pads, your own pump, clothing that you plan to wear during and after birth, your phone chargers, snacks, maybe a bathrobe, comfy clothes for post-labor, maxi pads and underwear and diapers. Typically, the hospitals will provide this, but it's always great to have some extras on hand. You want to make sure you have the clothes that you will be bringing baby with. You want to make sure you have your car seat, maybe some warm blankets for a baby's first ride home. Your photo ID, your insurance information, those are essential. Making sure you have three copies of your birth plan is also essential. 
A small cooler will be necessary if you're planning on keeping your placenta. They won't allow you to be discharged with it if there's not a way to keep it on ice. So you'll need to bring a small cooler. Maybe a blanket or a pillow from home can be really nice. Think of headbands, hair wraps, or ponytail holders if you have long hair. Headphones. And then maybe a nursing pillow if you are planning on breastfeeding or chest feeding. Cozy sweaters or fleece to keep you warm. And last but not least, the prep work that you need to do to have the mindset to have the birth experience that you most desire. So remember, I have linked all of the details for this episode in the show notes. So if you're curious about checking out this list and printing it out, feel free to do so. And I hope that this helps you in preparing for a unmedicated and beautiful birth, wishing you and your family the most beautiful of beginnings. Thank you for tuning into the Mindful Womb Podcast. If you're new to the show, I want to encourage you to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you haven't left a rating or review for the show yet, that's the absolute best way you could support the podcast. Go ahead and click rate and review, leave a review, and don't forget to take a screenshot. You can upload that at clearlightbirth.com slash review. And you'll see a link for that in the show notes. And in return, I will send you a free gift. So submit a review, submit a screenshot, and submit that to clearlightbirth.com slash review. Thanks again for supporting the podcast, and I'll see you in the next episode.